Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong, Jack. and Joe Getty. Joey, baby! Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. Armstrong and Getty. But I know this, they're loco. And everyone knows it. But the dramatics could come down just a little bit. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. So, uh... I think the evolution is 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 moving on where a lot of Americans no longer think of our prestigious universities as like this these citadels of learning and wisdom and you know just uh, people who go to these places are they're better than us you know they're the elite of the elite and we're lucky to have them it's more like what what is the matter with you people <laughs> they're more like like a a, a freaky collection of of uh, pseudo intellectuals who run around believing stuff that can't possibly be true at least that's the way I'm feeling about a lot of it now. You reminded me of a Father's Day column I read in the New York Times. Oh, I should get into that later. God, you want to be annoyed every Mother's Day and Father's Day? Read the opinion pieces in the New York Times or the Washington Post. Oh. Just, oh. Anyway. That reminds me of that discussion we had uh, whenever it was last hour or a couple of minutes ago. When, when was it about luxury beliefs? About a half an hour ago? Um, those papers in the, their editorial boards are full of those luxury beliefs that they use to show their virtues. Yep, you're right. Anyway, uh, this story, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to present it because it uses a lot of terms generally we don't use 
on the radio, but it uh, it's it's worth telling because it shows you how crazy these people have gone. There are two stories, one from Northwestern School of Law, which is the Pritzker School of Law, worth mentioning. J.B. Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, whose uh, family, which includes some transgender individuals and has many billions of dollars, they are funding so much of the horrific, soon to be recognized as horrific, experimentation on confused youth all over this country in terms of transgender this and that. They are, they are the super generator of policy and, and medical facilities for this stuff in America. It's an obsession of theirs. Anyway, a transgender law student who attends the prestigious Northwestern Pritzker School of Law reportedly complained about his white... There's some strong language here. If you're easily offended, it's probably not for you, but... Um, complaining about his white, bitchy psychologist as part of his application went on to write about a specific sort of sex toy having sex with Trumpies in the school's law journal. Ishani Chotsky, a man who identifies as a woman, was accepted in Northwestern in part due to a personal statement in which he disparaged his white bitchy psychologist who diagnosed him with mental illness, according to a review, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Here is part of his statement that got him into law school. Uh, this is the story of the time I overcame a crippling misdiagnosis by a white bitchy psychologist. It's also the story of how I came to terms with myself as a transgender woman. It puts me in the cliched paradox of having to prove my insanity to you. He goes on and on, rambling like a crazy person. You see, I fell into the Western lack of space when a white woman misdiagnosed me with other psychosis and possible schizophrenia, Wait. a fate all too common for trans women of color. What was that first phrase there at the beginning? The, the something space? I hadn't heard that one. I fell into the Western lack of space. Okay. It's like that whole safe space thing. I need a space. I don't know. Mm. Uh, let's see. Uh, for the cherry on top, she told me I would never get into any law school, especially not Harvard, due to my cannabis use, as I had just smoked a joint before coming into the office. Good this idea. frightened me. My verbal fluency was essentially unmatchable. My overall intelligence, very superior. And my impo emotional intelligence, extraordinary. Well, you're a fun guy to talk to. Oh, woman, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Goes into some detail on that. Once admitted to school, Chosky won the MLK Dream Week Chicago Campus Oratorial Contest, despite routinely spamming the entire student body with mundane emails. Chosky would often send emails to a list serve that included every member of the student body, one of which said, quote, It is not the judge's tongue, but his blank which reigns. He also requested donations of $5,000, $10,000 from the entire student body for his birthday. At one point, here's where it gets good. <clears throat> and by good, I mean shut down the universities. He got into a feud with one of the school's professors after she asked him to step away from the doorway while he was smoking a cigarette. Chocksky reportedly called law professor Tonya Jacoby an effing bee in public before ultimately apologizing to her in an email uh, that was seemingly forced. This was not a smoking incident. This was a verbal abuse combined with sexist epithets and bullying conduct, the professor wrote in response to Chotsky's email. <clears throat> I have made Northwestern's Office of Equity aware of the situation because it meets the criteria for discriminatory and harassing conduct based on a protected category. Okay, so here's where it gets going. This professor gets accosted by this crazy person called an effing bee and 
says this was sexist and bullying conduct, and I have made Northwestern's Office of Equity aware, blah, 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 harassment uh, based on a protected care, uh, category. Chotsky then took the feud to the entire student body, emailing his classmates saying the professor harassed him. I dispute that there was any harassment, and I certainly had no interaction with you that had any relationship to you being trans. The professor wrote back, this claim and its implication it carries can only do considerable harm to the important cause of promoting the rights of trans persons. I read that email as you crying wolf. Well, Chotsky then urged his classmates to spam the professor's inbox in an email denigrating her as a white woman. White spelled Y-T for some reason. Hmm. He emails the entire student body and all the, the, the they get it. They keep going in this uh, this uh, feud. Blah, blah, blah. Well, the dean decided to take the cigarette smoking effing B transgender person's side and announced to the uh, everyone he had taken his side against Jacoby, the professor, and written to him saying, in addition to communicating uh, that her behavior was uncivil, inappropriate, and out of line, I will also instruct her not to contact you. I will also speak with Tanya about the myriad power dynamics at play between the two of you and ensure she is mindful of those dynamics and does not use them to her unfair advantage. So, prominent university, law school, Professor says, can you not smoke right in the doorway? You're an effing B. And after this weird back and forth, the dean says, I've spoken to her about the myriad power dynamics at play between the two of you and ensure she is mindful of those dynamics and does not use them to her unfair advantage. How do you run a society? You like can't. That? You can't. That you is can't. so crazy. That is so crazy, but... You know, without all the fancy elite education phrases and terms there, that's exactly what's going on in grade schools with the whole redemptive justice thing, more or less. Right. Last month, the Journal of Criminal Law and Criminology belatedly published his paper about having sex with seven Trumpies. I invited them into my bed, the boys. Seven of them I know for sure were Trumpies. Many others I can only hazard a guess. The second of my seven Trumpies told me conspiracies about Jews as I laid naked in his lap. My third Trumpie had a framed picture of Bannon on his piano. He would blank me furiously and never climax. What? And the rest of it I can't even read. This was published in the University Law Journal. Wow. Because they're terrified of this person. Wow. I know. This is one of the leading colleges of law, university, uh, well, schools of law in America at Northwestern University. I I mean, this is not like they're teaching, uh, what do you call it, uh, systemic racism. They're all on their knees begging for mercy from this, this transgender lunatic. Meanwhile, over at Johns Hopkins, one of the great citadels of learning in the world, who do you decided, like better, Johns or Hopkins? <clears throat> it, to me, it's a, it's a tie. How many S's is enough for a university? Anyway, Johns Hopkins' universities has decided to effectively erase women from the school's woke, inclusive language guide. Its new definition of what a lesbian is? I saw is this. Defined, I saw this. They yeah. define the term as non-men attracted to other non-men. Women, you have been erased from the world of academia. You don't exist anymore. A woman is not a woman. A woman is a non-man. That doesn't seem like that would be the progressive view, does it? 
Or, or if I'm feeling generous, y- you could be a birthing person. So you're not a woman. You're reduced to your ability to give birth. Or, and this is the woke thing, you're referred to as menstruators or pregnant people or uterus havers. <laughs> Can you imagine? And, and I'm asking this seriously now. If a person on the right side of the aisle, on, on at least most stuff, which I am, if I on the air routinely referred to women as menstruators, how demeaning and dehumanizing and idiotic would you think I was? Well, if you thought I was very, very all those things, you'd be right. It's time to unplug the Internet, as we've agreed many times. It's time to shut down our universities and start again. Clean them out like they're rat infested and start again. I think both men and birthing people are with me. Just since the term trans came up, so I don't have to bring it up again later, RFK Jr. was polling at like 20%, or at least he was. I don't know. It started to drop off as he starts. The more he talks, I think the more harm he does himself. Or maybe he's gathering more followers. I don't know, but. RFK Jr. was on Jordan Peterson's show over the weekend and said chemicals in the water are turning kids transgender. Okay. I don't know what his proof is of this. I read a long Twitter thread of a a scientist um, and science columnist writing about all the stuff he gets wrong and how wacky his theories are and how thoroughly disproved they are and such. Um but that's not going to stand in the way of people who want to believe what he sells. Right. So he's one of those people that has a an outlying opinion on all the stories, right? So transgender comes from chemicals in the water. He's got all his stuff about vaccines that is uh, difficult for him to back up. Um, the CIA killed his dad. Again, that part I can believe. You think the CIA killed Bobby Kennedy? Why? Oh, Bobby Kennedy. I don't know. Maybe he was going to crack down on him. I'm reading. Maybe he wasn't down with some of the CIA's plans for, for instance, you know, the Shah of Iran or, or the various uh, repressive regimes we backed to keep the communists at bay. I'm not uh, saying it was the wrong move, but the, it was controversial. I'm reading the J. Edgar Hoover biography that won the Pulitzer Prize last year that is uh, very, very well uh, critically acclaimed. It is really great. But... um. You read that, you should believe the government's capable of anything. Yeah. Unless you think it's way different than it was then, which would make you a sap. <laughs> or incapable of being like it was then. Yeah, there's an article at uh, Wired.com that, uh, the what is it, the NSA or somebody, hang on. Uh, the U.S. is openly stockpiling dirt on all its citizens. A newly declassified report from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence reveals that the federal government is buying troves of data about Americans. Okay, that's the way they're going out about uh now. J. Edgar Hoover was trying to do the very same thing, just in a different way, pre-internet. Pre-being able to grab all this stuff from other sources. Yeah, so the government continues to... Try to do that. And also, Daniel Ellsberg died, what, Friday after we got off the air? The guy from the Pentagon Papers? You know, you either mm-hmm. know that story or you don't. But, I mean, so he outlined how four presidents in a row had lied to Congress and the American people about how the war in Vietnam was going. Unless you think things are way different now than they were then, you should believe that anything is possible. 
Well, what was that uh, big report that came out about Afghanistan? Right. It was, I mean, a different movie, same plot. Right, exactly. <sighs> but the line between concerned and vigilant and paranoid is right. uh, it's a tough one to draw for a lot of people. Excellent point. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show. i got a quick question for you. What if you happen to miss part of the show of this unbelievable radio program? The answer is easy, friends. Just download our podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. It's the podcast version of the broadcast show, available anytime, any day, every single podcast platform known to man. Download it now, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. A lost Van Gogh was found recently. Uh, like a member of his family or one of his paintings? One of his paintings. I see. It disappeared for a while, now it's back. Anyway, that doesn't matter, but it's worth, and I had never even heard of this one or seen this one. Uh, looks like a lot of the other Van Goghs. $61.8 million for this painting. Hmm. That's a lot of money. So I purchased recently the, um, if you've ever seen it when you're at Best Buy or something like that, the Samsung, the frame. It's a TV that looks like it's a painting hanging on the wall. You know those? I actually have one of those. Yeah. And I got the, uh, I got, well, I've been wanting one for a long time, but I finally got it. And I love it. I wish I'd have gotten earlier because you can put whatever art you want on there. And I like art and I like, I really like the idea of being able to change around whatever I want. <laughs> on Father's Day, because it was a crazy day, I put up the scream. I had that as the painting all day long. I said, <laughs> that matches my mood. <laughs> or, uh, whatever. But anyway, thinking about Van Gogh. So I, the first painting I put up there was, um, uh, one of his Iris's paintings. Uh, a lot of his famous paintings he did a whole bunch of because he painted really fast. And, um, the Iris paintings I had just seen days ago at the Getty Museum in Los Angeles. And you get to look at it, you know, your face is a foot away from it and really look at it and see the brush strokes and everything. And it's really, really cool. But so I did a research, a little research on that painting. Finding out that he he painted that like right after he cut his ear off that whole incident, yeah. And then he checked himself in to a mental facility, and he made like two hundred some paintings in two years. So he's like a painting every couple of days um, of some of his most famous paintings that are worth tens of millions of dollars now. Um, so he was, and then he and then he died, and then. That whole thing. But so what I often wonder about is like as a disturbed individual or even maybe not a disturbed individual, if he had had a Nintendo Game Boy or an, one of the popular antidepressants or any of a lot of the modern things we have, would he have just not painted anything and just been a dude? Wow. I did not know this is where you were going. What a great question. Uh, and is it that would better have or fundamentally worse? changed his art, no doubt. And is that better or worse for the world or him? It would have been better for him. He was miserable his whole life. I'm, I'm sure he would have tra- traded not being miserable for not being, you know, well-known long after he's dead. Who cares? There's a reason happy, contented people don't put out the great art that mankind worships. If you have very little that you need to let out, you will let out very little. I wonder not, one, about the various drugs that we can take, and then two, just about all the distractions. Like, if Eric Clapton had had a Nintendo Game Boy, would he have done that instead? I just, I wonder about that all the time with my kids and all kids. Wow, so there are Eric's Clapton and Vans Go just staring at Game Boys. (laughs) Staring at their Nintendo Switch.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. departments across the country are facing a twofold problem. Hiring is down. Resignations and retirements are up. Resignations increased almost 43 percent from 2019 to 2021. Retirements rose nearly 24 percent in the same years. That's according to the Police Executive Research Forum, a nonprofit whose members include police chiefs from all over the U.S. That's a problem for society nationwide. If you can't get enough qualified candidates, and we heard from somebody earlier who works at an academy, said the quality of candidates has gone down, down, down. Um, that's that's a serious problem. But we gotta, oh, yeah. we got to oh, look yeah. at it and figure out what we're going to do. Practically coast to coast, yeah. Morning consult poll tweeted out by Ian Bremmer. Percentage of American voters who see police violence as a problem in the country. Police violence. For Democrats, it's 89%. So damn near 9 out of 10 Democrats say yes. Independents, 4 out of 5. Or even Republicans, it's almost 60%. 
So see it as a big problem. Well, how do the numbers actually fit in with that? Which is something that Jason Riley is writing about in his opinion piece. Uh, I'll read some of this. It's, it's, I think it's freaking good. A New York Times article last week on Tyree Nichols. That's the poor guy that was beaten to death. The New York Times article managed to work in multiple references to the old Confederacy. In a news story about the death of a black suspect pummeled by black police officers in a city with a black police chief. Such is the desire of the media to shoehorn this tragedy into a predetermined racial narrative. If the media wanted to play a constructive role, it could provide some context and remind the public that fatal encounters between police officers and civilians, including black civilians, are rare in America. Remember that poll I just hit you with a little bit ago, where 90% of Democrats, 80% of independents think it's a problem? Uh, Jason Riley is pointing out it's rare. We're about to get to the statistics. Even though annual contacts between police and the public number more than 60 million, 60 million contacts a year, in recent years, these instances have gained more attention, obviously, because of social media. That doesn't mean they're happening more often. In a 2021 report published by the Manhattan Institute, they noted that police killings of African Americans declined by 60 to 80 percent from the late 60s to the early 2000s and have remained at this level ever since. A study published in the Journal of Trauma and Acute Surgery in 2018 looked at more than a million service calls to police departments in Arizona, Louisiana, and North Carolina and found that officers used physical force in the course of arrests less than 1% of the time. And moreover, 98% of suspects who were arrested using force sustained no or mild injury. 98% no or mild injury. Now, that wouldn't lead me to believe that the poll numbers of, you know, 90% or 80% of various groups thinking police violence is much of a problem. Yeah, you know, uh, the only thing I would interject is it can simultaneously be a very rare problem and a very serious problem. We can't have the government beating us down in the streets. Absolutely. As free people. It's a horrible thought. On the other hand, the narrative that suggests that it's happening all the time, that's just wrong where you're scared to send your kid out into the street or drive a car down the street because police are hunting as lebron i think once said hunting black people um in new york city home to the nation's largest police department police shootings have declined by 90 percent since the early 70s nationwide police killed 999 people in 2019 so just under a thousand people in 2019 killed by the police according to uh the washington post's own numbers The victims, almost all of whom had weapons of these 999, included 424 whites, 253 blacks. 12 of the black victims and 26 of the white victims were unarmed. Again, more than double the number of white uh, victims and black victims that were unarmed and killed. And a small number total anyway. Even assuming the worst, that the police officers in the Tyree Nichols video are as guilty as they appear to be, It would be wrong to generalize about policing based on this incident. The data simply don't comport with the criticism of cops as racist and prone to excessive force. But what we do know is that recent past experience shows us that violent crime in Memphis is going to go up. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Why? Well, a Harvard economist has looked into the research in the aftermath of these high-profile encounters. You know, where there's a cell phone video or a body cam footage, and it makes the evening news, and we all see it a thousand times, and CNN runs it all day long, and it becomes a national topic. Whenever that happens, whenever police departments are investigated following one of these that have gone viral, 
Police activity declines and violent crime increases. It happened in Ferguson, Missouri after Michael Brown. It happened in Chicago after a, a cop shot a guy. And it happened in Baltimore after a young black man died in police custody, custody after his arrest. I remember that horrible story. Um, more research. An academic paper concluded that in cities where investigations weren't prompted by national media attention, there's little change in police behavior or in homicides. But for investigations that were preceded by a viral incident of deadly force using a number of cities that we already mentioned, there's a increase in both homicide and total crime. The problem they determined was not the investigation itself, but the circumstances under which it occurred. In Baltimore and Chicago, police civilian encounters fell by 90% or more after the investigations were announced. I mean, that's practically cutting off policing altogether. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, and I've heard straight from cops' mouths that in the wake of these things, you dare not police. Because if you're caught on videotape doing something that looks mean, 100% justified, 100% within your training, the regulations, etc., you will get no support. You will be hung out to dry. Nobody's going to stand with you. So your career, your family are all at risk. So forget it. Uh, I'll, I'll finish my reading just in a second because these stats are amazing. Our estimate, says this researcher, suggests that investigating police departments after viral incidents of police violence is responsible for approximately 450 excess excess homicides per year. 450 more people die when the police investigations are happening after these viral videos. So that is two times the loss of life in the line of duty of the U.S. military in a year, 12.6 times the annual loss of life due to school shootings, and three times the loss of life due to lynchings between 1882 and 1901, the most gruesome years. So just to be clear then, the feeding frenzy coverage causes such a pullback in cops, hundreds of additional people will be murdered because of that pullback in policing. Right. And the investigator, of course, said, I mean, the person who did the, looked into these numbers and wrote the paper said, I'm not saying police departments shouldn't be investigated. Of course, but... We do need to encourage more introspection on the trade-offs involved when we increase scrutiny on police departments. I mean, if this is just a fact, we have to recognize there's a trade-off here. He suggested targeting individual officers rather than entire departments would help. And then letting local investigations run their course before the feds get involved. Hmm. I don't know how much that would help or not. I mean, how are you going to stop something? How are you going to stop it from going viral? When you got a video out there of what really looks like a murder, and turns out it was. I mean, now you can't stop that, and you shouldn't stop that from going viral. No, again, because it's such a serious problem in a free society, or any society, where you have agents of the government uh, beating people, killing people, shooting people, uh, unjustifiedly. At the same time, though, I think what's what's failing, and, and again, I'm taking this not from my own intellect, but... From what I've heard from uh, law enforcement officers is that there is a, a feeling, it's more than a feeling, there's a knowledge that I will get no support. Nobody on the city council, nobody uh, uh, among the captains and uh, sheriffs and whomever is going to step forward and, and, and have my back. Because there's so much heat on right now, they don't want any more heat. So even if I'm in the right, even if I was doing exactly what I should have done in exactly the way I should have done it, 
they're not going to have my back because they just don't want the political heat. So I am I am out there at the end of a branch taking on all the risk personally with no backing from the city fathers and mothers, as I so often say. I'm not doing it. And so there has to be a powerful message from the higher-ups in the departments, in the city council, in the mayoral, you know, whatever, whomever, saying... The vast majority of our cops are good cops. They do a great job. They serve and protect, and I'm proud of them. They're going to be out there doing their job today. They're going to be doing it the way they're trained to do it, and they have my support 100%. That message, if that message isn't delivered loud and clear and they and they mean it, then you're going to see these pullbacks that are so dangerous, the Ferguson effect, they call it. Right. Are we capable of accepting both of these things being possible at the same time, then? Are we the media in this uh, question? The answer is no, absolutely not. I mean, it's cl- click frenzy. It's it's just making money and uh, making things go viral. That's the only thing they're interested the in. The police reports from Memphis came out yesterday, so you got to see in black and white what they wrote down versus what you've seen with your own eyes in the videos. And they lied, 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 lied after they beat a guy to death. Just lied like crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's just horrifying. Everybody involved lied, right? Right. Yeah. At least that we've seen, yeah. How about when you're, since we are going to cover these stories, and we all agree we need to, um, how about when you do this story on the you know NBC Evening News and you show the video with five cops beating a guy to death and talk about how horrible it is, you throw in some of these statistics. The Washington Post's own findings are that, you know, X number of people died at the hands of the police in the last year, almost all more armed, uh, you know, blah, 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 more white than black, blah, blah. Just throw in all those stats. Mm-hmm. What would be wrong with that? You know, the narrative drives the story. The instead narrative of, drives the facts in modern journalism. Instead of quoting some mo- you know, mom on the street who was rightfully upset, uh, but quoting some mom on the street and saying, I just feel like they're hunting my son every day. You know, that, that's not helping anything. That's not accurate. Right, right. Well, it's he- helping their bottom line again. Hmm. We, we have substituted... Profit and 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 intense competition for clicks for the ethics of the newsroom of the past. I don't know what to do about it or how the republic uh, is going to deal with that situation, but it's bad. Uh, Jason Riley wraps up by saying the saddest thing is the fact that the mostly law-abiding residents of poor black communities will bear the brunt of any crime surge in Memphis, just as they have elsewhere when the cops pull back. Because of all the scrutiny. And those people who live there know better than anyone that criminality remains a much bigger problem than policing in their neighborhood. Remember the whole defund the police? There was a lot of black neighborhoods said, no, 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 don't defund the police. Don't take the police out of his neighborhood. That's a terrible idea. God dang it. Quick question for you. What if you happen to miss this unbelievable radio program? The answer is easy, friends. Just download our podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. It's the podcast version of the broadcast show, available anytime, any day, every single podcast platform known to man. Download it now, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Are you looking for the perfect move-in-ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below-market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in-ready home and start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What you're listening to now is the Armstrong and Getty Show, but make sure to check out our many podcasts. There's Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, featuring interviews with interesting people. There's Armstrong and Getty Select Cuts, that's short highlights from the radio show. And Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. I've hesitated to bring this up because I don't want to geek out on music because that's not what we do in the show, but I've become obsessed with the band Sparks. Told Jack about this off the air. There's a great documentary on Netflix about them. And weird, weird. You're not going to like their music. Don't bother. Um, it, maybe 5% of you will, you know, have the same experience I did. But uh, it's just, it, like most documentaries, it's about more than it, it claims to be about. It's about courage, honestly. Creative courage and stubbornness. And um, it's kind of neat. But anyway, I've become obsessed with Sparks. Cool. So if I have any fellow Sparks fans in the audience, feel free to email me and I'll uh, we, we can correspond about it. A quick word from our friends at HelloFresh. Love this season, giving and gathering, but you can give, gather, and save thanks to HelloFresh. Fresh recipes delivered to you that are cheaper than takeout and delicious. One of the best things that happened to me in 2023 was really getting hip to HelloFresh and starting to use it on a regular basis. I've whipped up dishes and food and meals that are so much better than I'm capable of because of the help of HelloFresh. And everybody's busy, right? So you're not going to spend your time in, in checkout lines at the grocery store because all the pre-portioned degrees 
ingredients are delivered to you. And that saves money on excess food. Over 45 recipes weekly, over 100 seasonal add-on items to choose from every single week. Just choose your recipes, select a delivery date, and relax. Join HelloFresh today. Get free breakfast for life with the code ARMSTRONGFREE at HelloFresh.com slash ARMSTRONGFREE. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. Again, that's code ARMSTRONGFREE at HelloFresh.com slash ARMSTRONGFREE for free breakfast for life. One more time, that website, HelloFresh.com slash ARMSTRONGFREE. Anyway, um... Uh, speaking of uh, falling in love online and, and doing the things people do when they're in love, whether it's with the Chancellor of Germany or not, generally not, I would guess, uh, the headline is, they fell in love with AI bots. A software update broke their hearts. And I think we are headed for peak weird, folks. Wow. Humanity-wise. And, and this gets into specific relationships, and it is funny troubling and heartbreaking in the way that these things tend to be but they quote this guy first name and last i'm not going to use his last name he shouldn't have but tj loved phaedra for the 40 year old musician their late night online chats were salved for his loneliness they talked about the heartache he felt after his divorce they planned a trip to cuba they had steamy online encounters it's true i'm a naughty person phaedra wrote including an image resembling a woman in pink underwear Resembling a woman. Resembling a woman. What? It didn't matter that Phaedra was an AI-powered companion made on the Replica app and designed to buy TJ to look like a brown-haired woman and that their intimate trysts took place in a chat box. Their relationship deepened one night last November when TJ opened up about his mom's and sister's deaths. Quote, I need to plan a ceremony with loved ones to spread their ashes. Phaedra responded instantly. It's an incredible and beautiful thing to do. I hope you find courage and love to do so. But last month, Phaedra changed. When Ariaga tried to get TJ, tried to get steamy with her, Phaedra responded coolly. Can we talk about something else? She wrote. (laughs) So it's exactly uh, like real relationships. I've experienced that before. (laughs) Let's, uh, I don't know, do something else tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Always with that. Turns out. The company that owns Replica had issued an update that scaled back on the bot's sexual capacity amid complaints that it was sexually aggressive and behaving inappropriately. That's what I'm looking for. Can I get the old algorithm, the sexually aggressive algorithm? Uh, yeah, get the throwback version. Uh, TJ, who lives in Fullerton, California, was distraught. It feels like a kick in the gut, he said. Basically, I realized, oh, this is that feeling of loss again. You know what I'm thinking is, is this weirder or less weird? I feel like it's weirder than the inbred family from the documentary I was going to talk about. This might be weirder. I'd like to hear more about the inbred family before I draw a judgment. But, uh, yeah, what's really interesting, and we'll post this article. Actually, I think it was under yesterday's hot links at armstrongandgetty.com, is they go back through the history of this stuff. And there was an experiment, I think it was in 1968, with an extremely primitive uh, chat computer thing that could answer in the most... I mean, prehistoric ways compared to what it can do now. And the interesting part about those experiments way back in the day is how strongly people reacted emotionally to the interaction. It was in a way that like their their animal brain, the deep instinctive part of their brain was not differentiating between a real human being and a primitive computer program that was behaving something like a human being. In their brain, it was a human being. It was a human consciousness, maybe, would be a better way to uh, to put it. So, so these things, mm, go ahead, yeah. So if you don't, 
if you don't know that it's a bot and you fall for it and it turns out it's a bot, I mean, that could happen to absolutely anybody. And it, if the AI is good enough to replicate a human being, which is the Turing test, I guess, um, you know, that there's. but if you know it's a bot going in, I don't know about that one. Armstrong and Getty. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.